Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by Pineapple Nick Davy. Good evening. <laughs> Your girlfriend's favourite podcaster, Lance Rivera. Hello. And Grandpa Arcade's Mark Fox. Hello. How are you doing, What Steve is the pineapple Lance? reference, may I ask? Sugar Dunkinson's Pineapple Pete, and he's fighting Chris Jericho tomorrow. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. You don't, you don't, you don't guess the reference. <laughs> I shouldn't be able to guess it, but... I feel like you just let the side down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get fine. I think you have to wish me well in my future endeavours. Yeah, it's <laughs> feeling that way. Start putting some Apparently, I've suddenly got that power. <laughs> I, was hoping it'll be a, I was hoping it was going to be a John Laurinaitis reference after the he made his sensational return. Why was he? Why was he People dressed as Brother Love? He was dressed exactly the same as Brother Love. Why was he? Well, I didn't get it. He's in... oh, I didn't just wore that white suit at um, WrestleMania 28. Oh, maybe. Okay. When Johnny won. Ah. Yeah, I never stopped wearing it after that. I marked out. Put... I must admit. I, he had it put up in his uh, general manager's office. I remember this. He had a, he had a mannequin with the suit on <laughs> in the corner of his general manager's office. Uh, he ran Raw and SmackDown at the same time. Man, is yeah. that a lot of credit? <laughs> it was a stressful job, I have you know. He <laughs> didn't last very Saying long. Saying this like I know him. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we've got another week of lockdown. Are we all surviving still? Yeah. Uh, my dog wrestling school is going well. <laughs> <laughs> they can now take a headlock and a wrist lock. So, I was surprised because I didn't know dogs had wrists. So <laughs> I'm still doing all right. Ran my first ever 10k on Saturday, which I'm pretty chuffed about. Oh, under wow. an hour, under an hour, which is well, which is pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty happy with that. Under 54 minutes. Well done. Bloody hell. 50, 54, wow. 23 seconds, I think was the time was. That's that's bent. Did you keep right. social distancing etiquette in place? I did. Well, that's the thing. I did it quite early enough. Just sit right at the back. <laughs> I did it early enough. He was running away from them. What do you think? It is irritating. That's one thing I do get so angry about when there's... When people obviously try to make their way out of the way, it's just when you get the odd gormless idiot that just sort of doesn't really know what... Like, they sort of just stand and they make it so hard to run. Like, they have to go into the main road to sort of overtake. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. enough of my rant for one, for one podcast about the, the British public. <laughs> but do you know what I find dead weird is when I'm out walking the dog and I look up from my phone or whatever and I see this person a few feet ahead of me and they look at me dead in the eyes as I look up and they run across the road. <laughs> That's what I find weird. They just run away. I do think the runners should give way to, to walkers, but I think it's just etiquetted like a walker makes that sort of like sort of oh yeah make that move to one sort of side where they're sort of allowing you to sort of run past that makes sense but mm-hmm. i think the yeah. runner should always should always be the one who tries to actually he, he wasn't a runner though he was in his jeans and a hat and a jacket and, were, and it was <laughs> oh, about so it was uh, a shoplift a shoplifter then <laughs> yeah pretty much it was about 10 o'clock at night and he ran across the road after looking at me and I was like, 
He was with a, he was with a child, and I was like, hold on. Oh, God. <laughs> was the child in a bag? So we need to move on before the story becomes very dark. Yeah. <laughs> this is a true story as well. I was walking my dog Teddy outside. Oh. Just ran across the road, and I was like, sorry, have I done something? Well, if there's any north, is it where are you from? The north northwest, uh, the northwest policeman listening now. You're looking for a man running. <laughs> He's still running. Ten days later. So they all come off, and we've got like BBC breaking news and something terrible has gone wrong. Just my face on the screen. Man has has reported crime, and I'm just there, really confused. Money in the bank happened this Sunday. Last Sunday, even. <laughs> so, um, before we get into the Money in the Bank winners, you want to discuss Bray versus Braun first? I love Huskers the Pig. Yes. <laughs> Huskers the Pig was great. <laughs> I thought it was, the whole match was great. And this is where I think doing stuff behind closed doors works when they will yeah. make and do sort of the weird things. I think with, my friend actually made a good point you know, in a WhatsApp group on Sunday said, is anyone actually much preferring sort of Bray, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend since it's gone behind closed doors? And, well, my obvious answer was, well, not really. I've always quite liked Wyatt and I've always thought the gig, but I think it's just easier to, for it to kind of work when you do it behind closed doors and there's way, there's more way that things you can make it a bit more crazy, I guess, when you can do it behind closed doors. But um, the actual match was just great. I thought I loved the little touch with the um, with the black sheep. I thought that was done fantastic. And, yeah, that was fun. And just all the puppets getting involved, like all of them around ringside. And it actually helped as well having the, the puppets because that like there's a bit of a crowd there as well. Come on, dude. I think he might be the only person who has benefited from everything going behind closed doors. Especially after WrestleMania with the um the Firefly Funhouse match. I think it's a fair yeah. show. I think it's a fair show. There's a lot more creativity to be played with with him specifically. Yeah. Um Pretty much, you know, we've mentioned it before, but where they maybe misfired with um, Finn and the Demon. Mm. Um, this is obviously the the newer, more sexier version. It could have gone um, all so horribly wrong as well after um, after the um, Saudi show uh, yeah. when lost to Goldberg. I think everyone, I think we all sort of said, "Well, that's that." Then I think we were prepared to wash our hands with Wyatt, and it was just the case of. Well, how on earth do they bring it back from this? And in all fairness, yeah, I know it's obviously, obviously, don't want to talk about putting a positive spin on the pandemic, but it kind of has re sort of, uh, sort of ahead, the restart button has been pressed on him a bit in a good way. And I sort of yeah. feel a bit more, this, I sort of got that buzz back with why. Obviously, you guys know Chris will know how much outside I was back in Summer Sam last year when he debuted, how how great the gimmick was. Um, yes. And, but I think now I'm getting that sort of buzz back. Well, I hope we all are getting that little buzz back with Bray. And um, this match was just great. And yeah, I think you all know now it's hopefully going to be him versus the Fiend at the at Backlash. Yeah, I, I really it's like the sort of the... Backlash. I hope they, I hope they keep it going until SummerSlam. And it's him That's and what I hope Summerslam. as well. That's what I hope as well. Maybe. maybe. I hope they don't shoot it too soon. They can, just, they, they can build on the show. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that I'd like to see them hold out until SummerSlam for the actual for the payoff match. Um, yeah. But we could have shenanigans Shenan- easily, easily. Plenty of shenanigans. Have, it, have, have a Firefly Funhouse match at SummerSlam for the title. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> well, that, uh, the one he had with is that the one he had with um, Randy Orson? Oh no! House of Horrors. House of Horrors match. I was thinking about a match. I've seen a tight match again, but with Strowman. 
Yeah, where they go through the history together. It could be fun. You could do something like that. I think, especially if when you look at a lot of the old vignettes where it's um, old school Bray doing his sitting in a forest kind of stuff, that could be fun to do a sort of an outdoorsy kind of thing. Going back to the fun house now and again, but the whole um, him moulding Strowman, if you like, that whole sort yeah. of. Conception. Yeah, it takes you to the story of Braun Strowman. Yeah, yeah, up until then where he came, that whole sort of build-up. Because we don't really know, that's, that's the beauty of it. The difference is with Cena, we all knew. Um, yeah. And we all got the references, and we all got the comedy element, whereas with Braun, it could be completely fresh. It's a writer's dream, really, to create an entire backstory for these two. And uh, if, providing they do it right, that could be great. Could even be a bit of a horror kind of story. It really I could. I was going to say that, yeah. It could be more, a lot more serious and a lot more like, oh... Bit like um, the the graveyard match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more. In, there's a lot more intrigue. Well, with they, they could do somewhere similar to the swamp match they have on um, WWE 2K20. Swamp match. Oh uh, yeah. Where he uh, becomes that weird uh, version of Bray Wyatt. I can't remember what it was yeah. called. No, not that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> but Father Bray Wyatt. Instead of like instead of going through, he could he could defeat version of Bray Wyatt. So he could start off as a Husky Harris and then work up to the Fiend. Oh, that'd be yeah. quite cool. Be like, that'd be oh, interesting. A, a Bray a Bray Gauntlet type of thing. That would be great fun. That. That's good. the picture be on commentary as well. There's an uh, no, I, I want my life-size Huskister pig. I, I said it should have been in Saldi. <laughs> maybe there's a lot more to this as well. Maybe maybe there could even be some more more link into Sister Abigail. Maybe maybe the there's wit, a strong yeah. maybe there's a stronger um a link between Braun and Abigail that we don't know about. And could, you know, there's could, they could be related or something. I don't know. There could be all sorts of really fun stuff that they had if they wanted to play with this rather than just being a. There's more than you, there's more you can do with this storyline than there was with the Cena one because the Cena one was always going to be a sort of a, a one-off kind of gimmick, wasn't it? It was going to be a bit of fun. It wasn't going to go anywhere because of Cena's schedule. Whereas Braun, he's the he's the champ, isn't he? So it's like they can Elon get this out as long as they want. Really, it's not like a it's not just for a one fun payoff. It's it's a there's some longevity to be had from this. And yeah, I hope SummerSlam. Although it could be the payoff, I hope there's still more to be had from it because you can't just end it there. It's only a couple of months away. Yeah, it's got, he's definitely have. got legs. Yeah, backlash is uh, is in five weeks, and you can definitely continue it on past there. Yeah, just do it against either Bray in a stipulation match or uh, the Fiend himself, or it depends on where they want to go. But I'll definitely keep. I'll just keep this rivalry going for another few pay per views. It can definitely be done. So they can, they can keep the rivalry going without them having matches. Or something. I think the idea that there, like maybe the next one is where you have literally he goes against Bray, as in like you know, um, follow the buzzards Bray. That could be quite. He's expecting he's expecting current Bray to come out yeah. of the fiend, but then old Bray, as in the leader of the cult, comes out and messes with his head a bit more, and then he beats him, and then mm. it goes into SummerSlam where he has to face the fiend, and that's where the challenge is. Oh, yeah. I think they've definitely set it up though for the fiend at Backlash because of the way you're yeah. saying. It, it, I said to him, "Give me more time to," and I'd, I'd prove him wrong and all this. And then at the end of the match, where he sat there in the corner, it was very I'm, much. I'm all for him. The fiend. Yeah. So, I, sorry. That's all right. I, I, I'm. I follow you there. I think I'm all for him. Maybe 
returning with more more old school brace stuff as well and having like three faces of foley style kind of gimmick where he just flits in between sort of weird uh funhouse bray um the yeah. fiend and old school cult leader brain uh bray not not all the time but just like little elements of it here and there so then you get more of a the more more of the charismatic sort of um truth teller bray if you know what i mean um but then also the wacky sort of funhouse guy and then also the fiend. I'd, I'd, I've got no problem with them sort of throwing the three. It's the next for me without getting bored. And not that I will anytime soon, but without getting bored of the whole fun um, Firefly Funhouse Bray and mm. Fiend, it's another way just to sort of stretch out that whole concept and, and another character, another area of character development, I suppose, just to sort of elongate it even further by adding that third face of McFoley in a way. I like I like that idea. So then, at least it means that you don't have to use. Because the thing is with the fiend, the whole idea is that he's meant to be undefeatable, isn't he? Like the whole, yeah. I want him to be unbeaten. That's the you know I'm sure we all do. We don't want that character to be beaten. That's where they went wrong for me with Finn and the demon. Um, they didn't. It didn't work. It just doesn't work with him. Whereas I think it'll work with Bray. Um, the you know it's it's almost using the Firefly guy. Any time that he comes out, you know he's going to get fed to the wolves. He's going to get beaten. Firefly yeah. House Bray, you know that he's that's the cannon fodder, whereas the demon, whereas the fiend, sorry, is the um, the unbeaten one. So then, adding that third element of old school Bray Wyatt, could that 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 messes, mixes it up a bit, so it's not too predictable. Should we move on to the Money in the Bank match? <laughs> that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? <laughs> it was out there, wasn't it? I loved it. Loved it. I the loved only it. I loved it. Well. I was going to say the only criticism. It could have been why, 15, why did, 50, why could have been minutes longer. I was expecting it to be at least an hour long. I'm loving it. We, I, I wanted more. Like when they said, "Oh, we're going to the top floor," it's like, "Oh, well, I want to just keep knocking. I want, I want to see more around the building." Yeah, so I yeah, thought I was, I was really enjoying it. It's loving like it's, it's, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's like when like a good like film finishes. You're like, "Oh, well, I want to see more." That's always so a good kind of sign. A whiny, a whiny child. Well, they leave you yeah, it more. is. I think mean, if they kept going and it it wasn't as good as we we thought it could be, or Anything like that, I feel like it, it, leaving us wanting more keeps the um, the idea of these pre-filmed matches fresh as well. Yeah, definitely. But it's better than when you watch a match and you go, "Well, that was crap. Why couldn't we have like why couldn't they just chop 10, 15 minutes off it?" Yeah, um, yeah. thinking Edge, Edge v Orton spring to mind from WrestleMania sort of thing. Um, but no, I, I absolutely love this, and I've only I really really enjoyed it as it actually surpassed my expectations as well. I think yeah. with the whole cinematography style matches like this where they can do what they want, they probably have that element of doubt in mind as to how long they can get away with doing it for because of when lockdown finishes and they go back to live crowds and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they can obviously get away with bits and pieces now and again, but it's not going to work in a packed stadium where people just want to be entertained in front of them again. You know, they're dying to watch live wrestling again. So I think... Sometimes it's it's that fine line of the, are they going to throw too much to the caution of the wind and are they just going to go for it um, and just throw the shit at the wall and just absolutely do everything <laughs> they possibly can? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how much do they do and is it overkill? But then that means that oh right, if there's another month of lockdown, we've got to keep doing this. Then what do have we have we used too much previously? That what do we do next? <laughs> so yeah. there's that quandary that they're going to keep having, I think. Um, 
but they don't want to hold anything back at the same time in case it's the last one and they want to go out with a bang. It's that, <laughs> that really weird dynamic. Um, where you're right, they could definitely have done more. I felt they did a lot anyway. And maybe for me personally, I think some of the bits that they did, they didn't capitalize on. Like going into Vince's office, that was fun, but they could have done more with that. Personally, I think they could have done a lot more. They could have had a scrap in the office. So they stopped stopped and had to tidy the office up. (laughs) I think that would have been great. I I thought it was fantastic. Vince going back to his phone call and cutting away. Wash his hands as well. Yeah, I know. It was brilliant. And that that whole segment was fun. But I think then they could have just fallen back into the room and started scrapping all over the place with Vince shouting, (laughs) What's going on? Or even like. With that, it would be better as well if, like, even though like, the women, if women wrestlers or like, or even other two, just not Brian and Styles, if like they've just they've obviously just walked out and then and then um, as they're walking out, sort of thing, like Black and someone else, Corbin just come tearing in, just not yeah. crap out of everything. Sort of Absolutely, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of just with extra spinning that would have been great. Um, I won't lie, I did nod off a couple of times during this match because I was just knackered. Um, what I don't know is, do you know when AJ was shut? In a room that I, uh, at the time I was kind of when I opened, I was assuming it was something to do with the Undertaker. I don't know. The Undertaker room. Yeah. What happened just, there? Just got out of it. All oh, right. Yeah. There's not, no, nothing more. He got locked in and then appeared again. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So him shouting no was nothing. See, that to me was a wasted opportunity there. That I thought that was a wasted opportunity. I will probably um, be on the uh, uh, DVD. Well, well, I hope there's um. <laughs> His Undertaker PTSD lasts for months, so so every time he just sees something slightly Undertakery, he'll go into a bit of shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. Well, I think yeah, he's. That... Um, he, I don't know how he got out of the weights as well, and re- when, when Ray trapped him under the weights, <laughs> but then he randomly came up. I was like, "Well, he got out. I wonder who who helped, who got helped him." The other mystery of the match is what happened to Shayna Baszler. She didn't go up to the roof, but she didn't get destroyed. You can see how Carmella got put through the table. Dana Brooke banged their head when they ran through the kitchen, but I don't know what happened to Basler. It'll probably be like the truth is it'll be someone to do that hacker, I reckon. <laughs> well, it's not a daft shout to be fair, we'll find out. I mean maybe the hacker has uh, extra footage and screens that we weren't privy to, you know. Maybe I um <laughs> No, I, I my favourite part though of the um well I, I love seeing Johnny um but my favorite part was just Oscar being a complete mess <laughs> when she just arrived and started shouting. My mate just goes, "Is she actually insane?" Like, <laughs> when, um, when she just came jumping down on them, not just because of the athlete, the athlete obviously doing that, but just how like, I just love how mental she is. Though she shouts obviously in Japanese, uh, it's just she's excellent. Brilliant. It's brilliant. She's, yeah. she, she is excellent. <laughs> she's one of my. She's still at the moment probably my favorite character on WWE TV. Right now, no. I, I don't get bored of her. Like this is that's the interesting thing. I don't get bored of her, and I always want to to. I wanted to be involved in a lot more than she is. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. So you think the there's some people going around the internet thinking that the wrong people won the money in the banks. Do you guys? Think? Well, I think when we were, if we go back to what we were discussing in the preview show in our prediction show, we all said about um, it would be interesting if Otis did win it. Yeah, uh, but we were concerned that if he did win it, what they were going to do with that, and were they going to rush it, and then would people ultimately get bored of or, you know, similar happened to Coffee. Everybody went get in, 
but then splinter what groups are, I think, oh, we're, a bit, we're a bit bored because you clearly don't know what to do with them, so we don't want to really, we're not that bothered about them. We can't get invested in them because you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, um, I kind of feel that, no, that they, might do they that seem to be a reward because these have been like the two most entertaining characters during the empty arena era. I get it. I get it. It's just I just don't want it to be a wasted opportunity for him. Mm. Uh, as a fan of his, I don't want it to be kind of let's capitalize on this good publicity now and like not really care about what the future is for him. And you, you I do worry about that sometimes with WWE writing. I do get what you're saying. I, I've got. I hope they don't do that. Basically, I've got a couple of ways to look at it. My my positive way of looking at it is is I was at WrestleMania, obviously. And Rusev was the most over superstar all weekend. Everywhere you went, I've said this, you probably bored of me saying it, everywhere I went, Rusev, Deschamps, they left, right and centre. Mm. Complete, couldn't have been more over. It was mental. Um, the fact that Jinder Mahal then won the Triple Four still annoys me to this day. And the fact that Rusev <laughs> just dropped down merch or kept dropping down the card and it was embarrassing how, yeah. how badly booked he was when he was so yes. over. Okay, um, yeah. So my positive thinking is at the moment, it's obviously it's hard to say it about live crowds, but we can still go social media. Otis is probably one of the most over superstars at the moment, um, and certainly in my opinion, loved him from Elimination Chamber. Him and Tucker completely changed my opinion on them, and Otis is my favourite at the moment in WWE. And uh, so that's my way of looking at it. They've struck, they've struck while the iron's hot. They've taken a chance on someone. My, yeah, but then my negative thing is, yeah, are they just doing this because he's hot at the moment and is it going to go wrong so soon? Uh, mm-hmm. Like it did with Kofi, because that's hard to run. It's crap. There's no way. There's no putting a spin on it. Um, so that is my has, that is my nervous. I wouldn't say negative. It's my nerves about it, if, how how they take it forward. It's all well and good them doing the correct thing. Uh, we've obviously got history tells us that when they do the correct thing, it's fantastic. You can even look at the CM Punk angle, how great that night was at Money in the Bank. What followed was a disaster. So it's now the case of WWE now going right. Okay, we've done, done we've done the easy thing. Now how do we how do we take it to the next level? How do we slowly book it? How do we do everything correctly from here? So I think that's going to be the next. What I was reading earlier about the uh, about him winning the Money in the Bank was that he's uh, the rumor is that he's going to cash in on the tag team titles. Yes, with uh, with Tucker. Ah, yeah. that's interesting. That'd be quite a cool even spin. And to be fair, that that I think that'd be quite a cool spin. Um, and I think sometimes as well, like the the one thing that does annoy me, and I think it's more more from a, a wrestling point of view that we've always got to, we've always had this belief in any promotion that like straight away you look at when Tucker won, uh, sorry, when Otis won on Sunday, it was okay. When's Tucker's turning here then? It's like well, is that the first thing that we think of? <laughs> the case of well, like the New Day was actually one thing. The good thing about the New Day example was they never turned on Kofi, and that, I think that was actually quite good. There was genuine Biggie and Woods were generally being friends and they're like it, it, it's just how hard is it to be happy for your mate <laughs> so <laughs> back all the way and go and go yeah great i'm, I'm buzzing for you i'm gonna uh, do everything so it just it, seems if they did want to turn him heel him saying i want to go for the tag team titles but then took seemingly pressuring him into cashing in all the time could be a way of turning Tucker heel this keeps going not the right time that's not the right time yet but he's constantly getting pressured into cashing in and then I, I think I think the idea of them going for the tag titles with this is a great way forward because mainly because I don't think there's any point in them going for the world titles at the moment. Like I, I can't see the where the payoff would be with that because yeah, the only way I can unless see for- unless oh, this, unless he goes unless that's how they utilize this next pay per view, so then they don't have to use the fiend. What you do versus him versus Ziggler for the case or something? 
you could have Braun versus Ziggler for the K for the championship, and then Otis makes it freeway and he pins Ziggler to win the championship. Then Braun's not lost. Poor Ziggler. It's not the worst idea, but I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of a case being on someone for a long, long time, and you almost get that mm. one you forget about them. Like yeah. the best cash-ins and recent, well, the, the best cash-ins are Ziggler, Seth, when they did it so long after, like WrestleMania, the night after WrestleMania, Carmella, the night after WrestleMania. So I think the longer you can stick it out, the bigger pop. Or even if just well, even Edge held on to it from yeah, yeah WrestleMania to New Year's true. Revolution. Miz so, held it for quite a while, and then did it on a random episode of Raw. So. I think sometimes I think the problem with cash-ins is they've come. A lot of them have just been way too soon in recent years, but also I always prefer, quite yeah, very predictable. Because mm. if you can make it a prop within itself and make it have value, then it means more when the um, the match actually comes around each year. On top of that, as well, if he's got that in the back burner, then there's a year to build him as a character as well. Because he's don't get me wrong, he's over with everybody, but he's it's not like his main event. Right now, if you look at who yes. his opposition would be, and would it would it be realistic for him to kind of walk in from a tag team that have been doing comedy skits backstage, to then serious being a serious contender for the world title? Um, it's WWE for anything can happen, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. but for it not to get shit on, and for people just to be like, oh, really? You know, it, it gives us the opportunity if you do pan it out for a bit longer, for us to kind of give the opportunity to him to develop a bit more and to get some some. Good, you know, some some wins under his belt. If that's the way you want to look at things, um, just to cover all angles, really. So they're building him up strongly to be a a, a a realistic opposition for the current champions. Yo, this is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. It's time for the first round of the question sports test table. Smart, your question master this week. I am indeed. I am indeed. Hello, lads. Hello. Let me get my time machine out. (laughs) I have to do that every week, but I have to go forward. (laughs) Um, Right. So, as some of you will be aware, um, The Undertaker's new documentary, The Last Ride, has just started uh, on the network. And... um, it's bloody marvellous if you haven't seen the first episode. It's fantastic. And it got me thinking about The Undertaker a bit more. And I thought a great way to celebrate that was to make the first round all about The Undertaker. So I'll pose the question to you, but I'm going to tell you there's three bullet point rules that you need to abide by in this as well, okay? So the question is going to be based on all of The Undertaker's wins at WrestleManias. It's going to be, I need you to tell me who he beat in his wins at WrestleManias, okay? The caveats to that is, and I need you to take turns doing that, okay? That's the way that we're going to do it. Um, So the caveat to that is, if he's beaten the same person more than once, for example, um, if he's beaten Doc Cotton at WrestleMania (laughs) uh, and beaten Doc Cotton again at another WrestleMania, you, if you say Doc Cotton is your answer, it only qualifies as one of the answers, if that makes sense. So be careful of that when you answer that. Uh, because yeah, Doc Cotton twice. Because it means <laughs> that somebody else can, your opposition or yourself can also say Doc Cotton again as another answer later on. So it only, it only answers the question, the answer once. So just be mindful of that when you, when you, when you say the answer. Um, linked to that, I want you to say their full name 
It doesn't have to be the entire, you know, if you've got 20 names. Um, but if, <laughs> you, I need the first and last name at the very least, okay? Be, just in case there's, you know, uh, just in case Undertaker's also uh, for Nick Cotton, uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't want you to just say Cotton because I need to know which Cotton it is, you know? Um, but also, the, the third and final rule is if the Undertaker has fought more than one person in that WrestleMania match, if he's got more than one opposition, I need for your answer both of those people in your answer, not just one of them. That's so, do to say the WrestleMania as well? No, no, you don't have to do that. You just okay. need to tell me <laughs> the opposition names uh, in said match. Uh, so if it was against the Mitchell brothers, for example, I need you to tell me both Grant Mitchell and Phil Mitchell. Not just yeah. If you just tell me Grant Mitchell and I say, is that your final answer? And you say yes, uh, then I will have to say incorrect, which leaves then that open to... You know, further answers. Does that all make sense with an easy Okay, so how do we put a point in here as to who goes first, Chris? What's the best way to do this? Well, then Nick got to the final last week, so he gets to pick wherever he goes first or second, I reckon. I bet all our American listeners loved all them EastEnders references. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll, go first. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, quick question, sorry. Is it in, it's not in the streak, it's even post streak. Just, or any win that he's had at a WrestleMania, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I will go for. Um, oh my! Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go for Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon is correct. He's at WrestleMania 32. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go post streak as well, and I'm gonna go Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is indeed correct. He beat Bray at WrestleMania 31. I'll go CM Punk. CM Punk's correct. He beat CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. Uh, I'm going to take AJ Styles. AJ Styles is correct. He beat him at WrestleMania 36. I'll take Edge. Edge is correct. Beat him at WrestleMania 24. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take Mark Henry. Mark Henry's correct. WrestleMania 22. I'll uh, take Batista. Batista's correct. WrestleMania 23. Uh, I'll take Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Snooker is correct. That was his <laughs> first ever WrestleMania win. I thought someone had to go old school there. <laughs> uh, I'll go for Randolph Randy Orton. Randolph Randy Orton. He did indeed defeat Randy, Randolph at WrestleMania 21. I'll take the uh, person who finished bottom of our vote this week uh, in Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair. He did Ric Flair WrestleMania 18. Okay. I will take Big Show and A-Train. Big Show and A-Train is indeed correct. It's been a sudden death now, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're at sudden death stage. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that was a while ago. Well, no, it's, it's only five each. So we're at sudden death as of now. Okay, I'll take uh, I'll take Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts is correct. WrestleMania eight. I'm really worried about this pick because I'm not actually sure if it's an official match. Um, they say it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bother. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Big Boss Man. The Big Boss Man. Is correct. WrestleMania yeah, that, fifteen. That wasn't the one I was worried. That wasn't the one I was worried about. <laughs> Inside hell of the cell. Uh, I'll take Kane. Kane is correct. Does this mean I can say Kane again? Yes. Yeah, I'll take Kane again. 
Indeed. Okay, I'll offshore Michaels. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll take Sean Michaels. <laughs> oh, you know. Okay, so I'll have Triple H. <laughs> I'll take Triple H. Uh, I will also take Triple H. Oh no! <laughs> right, I can't. I'm gonna go with my gamble. I'm, I, I, I was at this WrestleMania, but I'm not sure it's an official match. But I'll go for John Cena. John Cena is correct. That oh, was good. Wasn't sure if it was just yeah. Uh, I'll have a, a good bit of Giant Gonzalez. That's correct. Right, I'm pretty buggered now. Um, trying to work. I think out we've named them all. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I think you've. Said... I won't let you have done better than I thought you would. <laughs> um, right, this might be handing me a win. Um, could he wrestle Yokozuna? Not a WrestleMania, mate. No. Fuck. So, answer your answer here, really, mate. It is, isn't it? <laughs> how how many have we got left? Can't I tell you that. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god. We have got multiple left. Multiple? Okay. Yeah. More than one. I'm just trying to think now. Hmm. Because we've had all the modern ones. <laughs> and I'm trying to think through all of our older ones. There was a there was a WrestleMania you missed one of through his uh the injury he had to his eye, I believe. Hmm. Got a countdown oh of God. ten seconds from now. Was Ted DiBiase one? I don't think it was, but we'll go with it. Ted DiBiase wasn't one. No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> so I just remembered. Oh. We're still in sudden death. I'm um, really struggling. Um, I've, I've, I've I've what I will to... tell you is that there is there are three answers remaining. Three answers left. Okay. Um, I think this is wrong. It might it might have even said this. Um, Psycho Sid. Sid is correct. Yes. Go on. Kevin Nash was also one. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. You're correct. He was. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I remembered both of them as we were sat in the there. last one. Is. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's one left. So. If 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 Nick gets this correct, then it's done. it doesn't make it fair. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think the only way we can do this is to go on to my tiebreaker question, really. Yeah. So I need you oh, both. Oh, uh, can I say the last person was King Kong? You Bundy? can. It was yeah, King it was Kong. King Kong, Bundy, Kong Bundy. Uh, yeah. I would never. Bloody hell, that. lads! You did really well there. <laughs> wow, I'm not writing freaking questions again. It took me all day to write that. <laughs> what I need you to do is the only way to do this is, is for you to both uh, send me a, a private, not in the group. I need you, I need oh you to send God. me a, a private, um, oh. private message here, okay? Just with the answer in, because it's the only way we can do this fairly, so you can both get it at the same time. Okay. Um, so send me uh, on on Facebook Messenger. Send me a private message, and I want you to tell me it's going to be the person that's closest to it beneath the actual answer if you can get it correct, okay? One pound over. Not one pound over. <laughs> uh, how many of... how many Slammy Awards has The Undertaker won through his career? Are you having a laugh? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Are you messing? How many got... Slammy Awards? <laughs> wait, hang on. Weren't the Slammys only on the... I oh, know, wait, they were back in the day. Because I... No one's I can remember from like 2000 and... Nine. Well, he started in the eighties. I know he's was. definitely won oh, one. For God's sake! 
Right. Paul does his matches count as well, you know, like best match. He's he's received Slammy Awards for different accolades and different accomplishments, right. as many wrestlers right. have, I'm such as Owen Hart's won Slammy up, Awards and many others. Have. I'm pretty well. Okay, off. well I've gone with my answer. I've taken a proper gamble on this. Okay, I what we're going to say is um, thank you both for answering me so promptly. <laughs> right, Lance <laughs> has answered three. Nick has answered ten. <laughs> the correct answer is 12 which Hooray! means oh my god <laughs> do you know what I only went with 3 because I thought he just doesn't turn up to these things it's not <laughs> really <laughs> him to stand because we, we go to 2000 <laughs> we have a 2009 one where he refuses to turn up and Sean takes the uh, award and a chat with his and I don't really picture him standing there Owen Hart style going Woo! Yeah. <laughs> he, he hasn't had the um the, the them painted onto the side of his tights yet. <laughs> but he's won twelve. He's won it for best entrance what? music in ninety seven, best tattoo in ninety seven, match of the year with the, in zero nine um twenty ten, twenty twelve, twenty fifteen versus Shawn Michaels, Brock Lesnar. Twenty fifteen, that was still going. Um, sorry. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, came back and went away. Um, and came back again. Moment of the year in 2010 versus Shawn Michaels, most intimidating in 1994. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the oh, oh my god, fair. moment of the year in 2011. Uh, rivalry of the year with Brock Lesnar in 2015. Um, star oh, of gosh. the highest magnitude in 1997. And uh, his greatest hit. Um, yeah. What is it like a tune? Um, in, <laughs> in his greatest hit was in 1996 for. Rolling. <laughs> Sucking Diesel into the abyss and in your house six, rage in a cage. <laughs> so there we go. Sucking That's... Diesel into your what? Sorry. <laughs> well, he won a Slammy Award for it. And if you're the fan of The Undertaker, you should know what that means. Nobody knows. It... <laughs> Sucking Diesel into the abyss. That's what he's been. That's what he was awarded a Slammy Award for in 1996. So there's some Undertaker facts for you, lads. To be honest, I feel like if any of us make a joke about that. It's not worth our life, so we're just going to move on from sucking diesel. Yeah, I hate you, Nick. We're no longer friends. Yo, Jack Bandicoot on Crash Boat. Listen to Broken, but glorious. WWE Women's Champion Becky Lynch announced that she is pregnant and relinquished her belt on Monday. Um, Lynch was the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion in WWE history. She made an emotional announcement during Raw where she relinquished her belt and stepped away from the ring. Um, she also announced on the show to the surprise of Oscar. I don't. Is it a surprise? Do you reckon it was in kayfabe a surprise? That in the in the briefcase she hoisted down during the women's money in the bank. That wasn't the contract inside. It was actually the belt itself. So and she said, "You go be a warrior. I'm going to be a mother." And Lynch and Oscar embraced. Oh, Oscar I thought it was lovely. Yeah. Here's the look on Oscar's face when she said it. I'm going to be a mother. And she was like, you're going to be a mom? And I was like, mama, man. Mama, man. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Just like, I thought it was doing really well. Yeah, it was brilliant. And she started crying as well. I was like, oh, no. I was like, this (laughs) is so sad. She'll be a miss. Um, She's going to go and do something awesome. And then hopefully it's not the end, and hopefully she decides she she will come back in the future and she'll be awesome again. You know, but either way, well, whatever happens, brilliant. 
Apparently she's uh, going off to film a Marvel film as well. Yes. Ooh. So we're not going to yeah. see her for uh, quite a while. <laughs> at least a year to 18 months, probably, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, no, that's it. At least yeah. nine months. <laughs> it's not an appearance um, after she's had the baby, but um, I don't think it'll be. It will, it will be for a while. Um, yeah, you're looking at at least, yeah, 18 months, I reckon, more two years, but then you probably want to save it for obviously a big occasion, so maybe like a Rumble return naturally springs to mind. Um, if we're going to look at it purely from a sort of wrestling fan booking point of view um, mm. it couldn't have been sort of better time and that's probably the best yeah. for it to use I was thinking was, that. she was still sort of it's at the tail end of her dominance and height of popularity and everything being brilliant she was still a ma- massively over um, without it getting to the point where, you know, what happens to a lot of wrestlers when they're on top for a while, where people start to get bored of them or anything like that. Um, she's going out perfectly. The way, she, the way that she said it is was just wonderful. People will be massively on her side for it. You know what I mean? It's, it's all very yes. nicely done. So when she does decide if, if and when to come back, it'll be welcomed with open arms and she'll go straight back into, into boss mode and people will love it and soak it up. Which So it's, it's brilliant. Really good. I think she'll get a, a really good reaction when she comes back. Oh, it'll be awesome. Especially if it's a surprise in the year as, champion, year as champion is an incredible way to bow out unbeaten sort of thing. It's almost yeah. unprecedented. I, quite looked, I don't think many superstars have done it, if at all. So, fantastic achievement. But I think oh, this is the part where I, I don't want to say because obviously it's a lovely reason why she scored. But yeah, this heart rate was, was getting very bad and I think had we still had live audiences I think we would have already had the booze ringing in I think mm. we would have I reckon it had been very I said this on the Wrestlemania review it had been very interesting after the night if they if that's what they would have done in front of a live audience if her beating Shayna um, I reckon should have the night after Wrestlemania I reckon should have been booed I know then that's when WWE obviously naturally do the oh they usually cheer the guys they usually would boo <laughs> yeah. yeah but I think obviously we all know as normal fans that when someone's obviously not over when someone starts to get booed sort of thing so I reckon I reckon the booze would have started kicking in to be honest now it was getting the promos becoming very samey the matches were becoming very samey um, and that's not all a criticism obviously at Becky it's also a criticism of booking but it was getting to a point where it was almost becoming a bit unwatchable in my opinion mm. um, but you say it's a lovely reason why she's gone it's the, obviously it's a great point in her life and her age Um and no, we're showing Seth. I mean, obviously Seth as well. Fantastic news for the pair of them, but but from a wrestling point of view as well, fantastic achievements of our whole year of holding the belt and then to bow out. And a tweet was a tweet was class as well. Yeah. Were you happy we're, with that? Asuka was awarded the belt rather than going through a tournament or at least a battle royal or something. I think it made sense. Yeah, I think because as a that she's won the Money in the Bank, she's the technically the first in line to get anything after this because there is no number one contender currently cuts out yeah. the middle man so yeah and no, I, I think it was quite good and it was quite a good promo it wasn't like it was done in a cringy sort of fashion but it was really quite a good yeah. way of the, the briefcase you have to do it that way as well because with 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 what the efforts they put into money in the bank to sort of highlight it as this big huge do you know this big massive event uh, yeah. and the announcement coming like a couple like the day after they couldn't just sort of turn around and say oh, well, the money in the bank sort of win for Asuka was pointless because 
we're just going to run another tournament now anyway to crown who's going to be the champion. It kind of <laughs> might have the point hours. of doing it anyway. Exactly. So I think they had to do it that way. But also I think it adds to the character of, uh, of Asuka as well in the sense that she can play this sort of really sort of smug heel um, with the belt um, that she technically didn't beat the champion for. So there's that whole funness about it. And it also means it leaves the door wide open in the future for when Becky comes back, she says, oh, my title back, thanks. So there's a it's lot very of fun RVD. I think she's a face. Title. I yeah. think Joska's right. turned face as well. I reckon it was a face. Title. Yeah, I thought that as well because of how emotional it was and how she she was like, "You're going to be a mum and hugged her," and I was like, "Oh." And I think he's the one who's also getting over as well. Well, I know it's, again, it's hard to say of getting over, but again, you look at like sort of tweets and everything, and just hearing fan feedback. I think clearly she is obviously people are are enjoying her sort of a, a kind of new gimmick, I guess, in a way, but. um I, again, I think it, it makes sense. The whole thing made sense. It was a good bit of booking with the, um, as I say, with the belt in the in the briefcase. It would have been a bit awkward if Becky is sort of the kind with the belt, left the belt on the table, and then Oscar comes out of the briefcase. It kind of would have had we would have had more yeah. questions and answers. Like, well, was Oscar the champion yeah. and the money, Miss Money in the Bank? So it what we could do, what we could do on the back of that, just sort of add to what you're saying there, Nick. Sorry, I mean, it was um, is we could add um a tournament to decide the next number one contender. I'd think so. Yes. Because we don't currently have one, because she technically would have been. So we can still have that fun, the concept around. Anything like this creates an opportunity to do something creative and fun with tournaments and things like that. So we could still do something really fun like that to crown the next number one contender um, to then face Asuka at um, SummerSlam, maybe. Hopefully it's Kari saying. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be good. We see somebody like... um... Charlotte losing the NXT title quick, pretty quick and moving to Raw just to make the I was going to say that because it, as it yeah. stands, the, I think Becky's going to be a real mess. Like as talented as the the Raw women's roster is, like, but Becky was just so popular and so good at what she was doing. I think she's just a, a real asset that'll be missed. Oh, she's, yeah, she'll, she's it'll be a big void without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, so you need another 100%. big character name in there who can run the show and. and and play the, you know, walk with the belt whenever, you know, and be in the mixer rather than just filling up the numbers. Um, well, she kind of is, is that then. The way I look at it, she kind of is the John Cena or, or the Roman Reigns of the WWE. It wasn't. Mm. Um, so it's a bit like when Reigns, when Reigns got, got injured, uh, obviously had his time off through cancer, which was devastating. Uh, it, that left, a, obviously, a gap for people to sort of mm. fill in. So... Um, it's 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 only anyone's game. I think when opportunities when stuff like this does happen, obviously it's good circumstances with Becky going for her and and for the company. It's sort of the excitement of oh, I wonder who can grab, grab the brass ring, as they say. Um, who can sort of thing? Yeah, because the first thing that's coming to my head, around, uh, yeah, you've got to remember as well as we alluded to previously when we were talking about the uh, TLC match itself, uh, the Money in the Bank match itself. Sorry, is that we never got a conclusion for for Shana. Which yeah. means that she could come out and say, "Well, hang on, this happened to me. I.e., I was I locked behind the door. You know, I got locked out, yeah. or somebody, somebody purposely sort of tr- like fooled me. So I want my fair shot." And she could be a, 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 the cleaner's coming to go the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got pushed out a window. You are listening to Jackson Clare, and you should check out bbgwrestling.com. Right, so it's time for the final of a question of sports entertainments, Mark. Yes, indeed, chap. So it's the final, and um, this particular round is going to all be about um, the top. What I want you to do is name me in order again. 
the top 14 most appearances in a Royal Rumble match. Okay. So there's 14 wrestlers I've got down here. Um, it can be any order that you mention them in, but these are the top 14. So mm-hmm. anybody that you mention out of the top 14 will be a nil poire, I'm afraid. So who goes first? Me, to Chris. Uh, you went first for last time, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, when you're ready, sir. Uh, Kane. Kane is correct. Top of the charts, 19. Yeah, I was going to say Kane. Thank you. Um, I'll go for... We've had a few rumbles and... No, I'll go for, I'll go for the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, <laughs> Chris Jericho. He must be second. Chris Jericho is on the list. <laughs> He's on his own list. He's made the list. Uh, Triple H. Triple H is not on the list. He's had a lot of like title matches, isn't he? I was thinking he has a lot of title match lots. Um, I will take because I remember they made a reference when he came out a few years ago at Rumble. I'm going to take Goldust. Goldust oh, yes. is correct. Goldust is in fact up there in the top two or three. Yeah, I thought he was high. He um, Thirteen appearances. The Big Show. What's Big Show is correct. Big Show said twelve appearances. Um. Right. I'm going to take. I think he's been in quite a lot actually. I'm going to take Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler is correct, Nick. So quite a lot since that's been in. Kofi must have been in a load. Is that your answer? Yes. Kofi is correct. Kofi and Goldus have both had 13. Um, What is it, my fourth one? Yes. Right. um, I think he's been in quite a lot, but no, that's probably risky. Uh, <laughs> tough one. Um, I think of superstars who have sort of just been clobbering around in the mid card and like had appearances. Um, so, <laughs> um, right, I'm going to go for R Truth. K Quick counts as well. He's not on the list. Oh, shit. Sure, Michaels hasn't been said yet, has he? I don't think anybody's going to tell you that, Chris. <laughs> sure, Michaels. Sure, Michaels is correct. Okay. I'm going to go for a bold guess here, but I think he's been in every Rumble since 2013 bar 2019. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is not on the list. <laughs> God's sake. Winner again. <laughs> no, hang on. Boo. That's not five. Yeah, that's Boo. Five. It's five. Yeah. It's five, yeah. yeah. The whole thing's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> You're unlucky, mate, because you did very, very well. Um, I'll read the other answers <laughs> out. Take us being in more than you think. Undertaker's been in 11. So, Kane 19, Goldust 13, Dolph 13, Coffee 13, HBK 12, Big Shaw 12, Randy Orton 12. Ah, Miz 12 Miz yeah Undertaker 11 Jericho 11 Mysterio 11 Mysterio as well Shelton Benjamin 11 yeah 
Rikishi, Rikishi and all of his guises as Fatu and Head Shrinkers, etc. 10. And Mark Henry, 10. Yeah. So we have Chris as the winner again. Yeah. <laughs> Valiant effort, Chris. Good, uh, good, good game, lads. Well done. It was uh, well fought. Um, first round was really, really unbelievable. Really shocking, that was actually. Great. Um, no, it was quite fun. Um, but I'm yeah. not after. I'm still not after. <laughs> <laughs> you, were uh, my day. you got beaten on a tiebreaker. Um, I knew the answers as well, which made it work. Did you know that he got he sucked off Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he sucked off Diesel into a into a bit. <laughs> It's time for the BBG big debate. Uh, last week's question was money-based gimmicks. Which one's the best? And here's the results. In last place was Lance. With Shocker Nick that Blair. one. <laughs> I mean, how, how did I end up in last place? Poor <laughs> Flair. It's all about the demographic with our, with our listeners, mate. <laughs> yeah, so... <sighs> Gutted. So you get to go first in this week's debate. Uh, the winner this week was Nick, Million Dollar Man. Surprise, surprise. Massive 60% of the vote. <laughs> oh, what a shock. Clearly uh, nobody loves classic NWA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone that. just pretends to watch it. So what attitude you with our listenership, mate? <laughs> As you'll learn. <laughs> hey, man, he bought, he bought part of WWE. If that's not yeah. money, I mean, what is? Oh, that was after the attitude era. <laughs> that was that, no, hold on, that counts. What that wasn't ruthless aggression yet. It wasn't far off. It wasn't. But oh, what are we classing that as then? That weird in between time when no one can make up what they were. The invasion. It's the sausage between the eggs and the beans. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? Uh, so Nick, what we're debating this week. So, um, as we're well coming to all, we'll actually come out, I suppose, in a way of the lockdown, I thought it would be um, a good idea to, to debate which wrestler would be best to um, spend lockdown with. There's a... uh, uh, Lance, as you came last. So I go first? <laughs> you get to go first. Get to go first. Yes. So, as I've been spending a lot of time in lockdown, I've been able to uh, watch some good old-fashioned old music videos. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Recently, I came across the Bowling for Soup music video for the song Alexa Bliss. Yes. And I am telling you now, from watching that, she plays pool, she cooks, and <laughs> she has a pig. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is my ideal person to spend a lockdown with. <laughs> our, our pets would be great friends. I have someone to play pool with. I have a pool table in my house. I feel like we're sorted. <laughs> cool. Nice. Mark. <laughs> Well, I know for a fact that I'm already going to win, so but I'll read it out anyway. Um, I, <laughs> I, I went, I went with strategy. I went for, I went proper with this one. I'm, I've gone for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Firstly, because our listenership is mainly attitude era listeners <laughs> who love Stone Cold Steve Austin. But no, but mainly Steve Austin might, has got they, his they, own they, rank. They, they well, might well, like petite blonde girls. Well, St- Steve Austin. <laughs> it's going to be close, man. He's got his own ranch far, far away from a lot of other people. So we've got social distancing nailed, first off. Um, No two ways about that. On his ranch, he's got a lot of land in which you can grow your own fruit and veg. You've got got the the heat there. You've got 
you've got um, plenty of good earthy soil to be able to grow your own food, which is fantastic. It's what you need when you're in lockdown during what is realistically going to be a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Thirdly, he can hunt very, very well, and he's got a lot of uh, wild animals around there. So if you're into your meat, you're not going to go short of food for one. Um, you know, you're sorted for food, put it that way. Fourth, and in some people's context, probably more more poignant than anything else, he brews his own beer. Ah, brews his own yeah. beer. So he's got his own beer, right? So he lives far away from potential epidemics on his own <laughs> ranch. He can grow his own food. He can catch his own food and cook it and eat it. He brews his own beer. And, oh, it just happens to be Stone Cold Steve Austin as well. <laughs> I have you know, from what I know, Alexa Bliss makes her own cookies, so... <laughs> that'll we, get you we, 48 hours without a stomach issue <laughs> man I'm a diabetic I'm not lasting <laughs> long <laughs> yeah. so um, Stone Cold Steve Austin um, based on those reasons will do oh, and he'll get me fit as well because he's got his own Get let's get fit with Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin assault course um, survival programs so I'd be entertained all day doing all that in the back garden, you know. It's all good. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Something school ranch. I can't remember the program. Very good school, school ranch. School, I'd, pay school a, ranch. I'd pay a good show that on holiday at this place. I'd pay an absolute fun <laughs> going holiday at so-called ranch for a week. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, <laughs> my pick. Yeah. So, I'm guessing. So many of you know, guessing by the fact I host a wrestling podcast, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd. <laughs> I, love, I love Star Wars, Star Trek, superheroes, Lord of the Rings, and fantasy. And I also love rock music, metal music, grunge, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, New Metal, Discus, Slipknot. Um, Linkin Park, but my favourite band is Metallica. And so I've gone for a wrestler in Seth Rollins, who loves Star Wars, he loves anything fantasy. His favourite bands are Pantera and Metallica. He loves superheroes, as you know from his many superheroes by the get-ups over the years. He had a, he had a finishing move called the Skywalker in the past. So I think it'll be cool. Out of all the wrestlers I've seen recently on WWE, he'd be cool to sit down, have a beer with, have a laugh with whilst watching our films, listening to music. And he likes to play sports games as well. So we could have a FIFA versus Madden versus Here Comes the Pain nights. Yeah, I don't think I'd get bored of Seth Rollins. Apart from when he becomes a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, they've just got more in common now, haven't they? If you want to tweet something arsehole, you can just bob his phone and that as well. Nick? Far away, I'm going to go for... Now, I've changed this a lot before we came on air, but... You haven't told us it yet. Oh, exactly. A good magician never reveals his secrets. Though I have changed this a lot, but I'm going to go for Chris now. I'm going to go for Chris Jericho. Um, just simply for the fact that one, he's in a band, Fozzy, absolutely love them, so if we get bored, he can just perform, he can teach me how to sing as well. <laughs> he, can, he can just perform. <laughs> he can just perform willy-nilly. Uh, I believe he is into his sports as well, so he can kick back watch sport. He's obviously very good at uh, talking about wrestling as well, so we could, uh, again, we can watch some classic wrestling, discuss it, um, and also as well, he likes drinking a little bit of the bubbly. So I've just got visions of us having a few cigars, having a bit of bubbly, having a few beers, just relaxing, and um, just talking a lot of crap, really, uh, watching wrestling. <laughs> 
we and I know Sammy Sammy Guevara is looking down at me and Jericho will be in the sex gods. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, no, Chris Jericho for me. So basically you three have gone for just sound wrestlers that I'd just like to have a bit of a chill out with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forgetting about right. the fact it's a pandemic that you're gonna be locked down with exactly. and you're gonna need to find food and this, that and the other. So I've taken it seriously. Okay, I didn't realise. I've done it. You've all, it's, you've it's, all it's gone rules we are now. I know. I wanted to say Austin as you made, but I couldn't. That um, <laughs> probably doesn't help the debate. <laughs> <laughs> you've all picked someone who's going to drink beer with you. I just want to watch someone to watch Disney films with. <laughs> I know why you chose Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Excuse me, man. I'm a massive Disney mark. <laughs> no, to be fair, Bliss and Austin are unbelievable shouts. Seth, on the other hand. Um, uh, not after Raw this week. A bit scary. He likes he likes he likes Star Wars and Metallica. I don't know really superheroes. Um, <laughs> thing is, right, I don't drink either, so I'm hoping that Austin will <laughs> make it to an alcoholic. Oh, why didn't you leave me? <laughs> I just want Disney and pigs. Uh, <laughs> so your choices are Alexa Bliss, Steve Austin, Seth Rollins, and Chris Jericho. So on Wednesday lunchtime, there will be a poll up on our Twitter, our new Twitter. At BBG Wrestling, and the winner will get to pick next week's debate. So, before we go, Mark, Lance, have you got anything you want to promote? Or... Yeah, I'll just quickly mention that we've just, um, up, well, we're about to upload, and you'll hear it on Thursday, um, a new episode of For the Love of Wrestling Radio, in which Pablo and myself do a deep dive into the Million Dollar Corporation, starting the tumble begins from when Ted DiBiase split up from IRS and went to Japan, got injured, came back, uh, and then from commentary and whatnot, went into becoming a manager of his own faction until the demise when he buggered off and left Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, to go to WCW. So we cover everything and everyone in between that timeline mm. and what they were up to, and it's a good crack, mainly because uh, Ted DiBiase, IRS, and Tatanka, three of the Million Dollar Corporation, are obviously going to be out for the love of wrestling in yes. October. So uh, we thought we'd do a bit of a deep dive, seeing as all three of those guys from the faction are going to be there. So yeah, uh, that'll be up on Thursday, I believe. Yes. I listened to it today. It was very good. It's very fun. Fun fun hour and a half. It's a long one. (laughs) (laughs) Big faction to cover. And as as always, I've got my t-shirts to promote. uh, They are selling out quite quickly, actually. I'm starting to run out of time. Chris, my favourite presenter. <laughs> I'm wearing mine at the moment. Yeah. You're going to have to imagine it, seeing as it's not a YouTube video, but Chris is wearing <laughs> one right now. He, it's very pretty. And, uh, Chris I think makes it's it look the first better. time I've ever spoke to somebody whilst wearing their t-shirt. Ah. See, I'm a first. That's great. <laughs> so you, you can get a hold of these uh, t-shirts at lanchevera12.bigcartel.com. As always, got plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, last week we re- released our interview with Bill Bain. It's still amazing that interview. It's got over 500 listens already. Yeah, it's so, great. Thank you for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and this week we've got wrestler and podcaster Hustle Malone. Very fun chat. Um, I've been I've binged his podcast over the lockdown, and we, he has loads of fun stories to tell. So it's going to be it's a really fun listen. So yeah. So if you enjoy our show. Again, follow us on our new Twitter handle, BBG Wrestling. Check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.